Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Capeless Heroes! Woo! I have fucked up several times in last episodes. Um, this is episode seven. seven. Now, as always, I am not alone. I'm here in the trap. <laughs> I'm here. We bees my, in the trap. Be- my great bees friend. In the trap. My amazing friend. Amazing. Give it up for. Give it up. We're Raven. Yes. <laughs> Woo! Ugh. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Wow. How are you doing today? Um, I'm tired, but I'm also like really, 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 really good. So I had to walk all the way to the top of the motherfucking Griffith Observatory. I done lived here for two years and I've never been there. Was it hot? <laughs> Nigga, was it hot? What I don't even know what degrees it is right now. Who cares? But it was hot as shit. There was this one turn though, I will tell you. I was with this person, my friend, and we both said, I was like, Nigga, it done turned 375 degrees up in that bitch. Uh, you took a turn, and it felt like you was in the oven. I was like, Oh my God. It was the hottest part of the walk. It was really, really hot. And then I had to go up there, take pictures, try to be like cute, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Not sweat. Impossible. Impossible, because you know, I got them. Fucking saggy titty, so the titty sweat was really <laughs> <laughs> the titty sweat was sweating yeah. today. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, that was that was happening. But but it was good though. It was good. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna say um welcome to late summer Los Angeles where the heat just becomes completely unbearable. Yeah. And you do nothing. Yeah. You know, so like what did you do like last summer? Because you know, fucking Rona May was out here. Fuck, what did I do? Oh, I bought fans. That's what I did. <laughs> I bought fans. Um, I did what Inwin did during, uh, what'd you call it, Cobra Rona? Rona May. Rona May? Yeah. Uh, the year known as 2020, a lot of Amazon. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking Amazon. Um, I sent Jeff, I sent Jeff to space. <laughs> I, I definitely know. Like, that's why. He didn't feel that divorce. Oh, right. Yeah. He was like, she she took a lot though. She was like, bitch, I'm gonna take mine. But he was like this. I um uh, uh, my nigga Benji got me. <laughs> my nigga Benji got me. He didn't bought these fans. He didn't bought these expensive ass fucking microphones. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the, Benji the, got me. The double the double shore SM7B is really um yeah, you doing it. Uh-huh. I'm doing it, doing it, and doing it well. I yeah. I started out with like the Yeti. Right, the and, classic. Oh, the classic, but man, it was the, not- The feedback is wild. Man, like, you can hear a fucking snail fart. Oh, God, that nigga. You can- <laughs> that ass, yo, that should be like, oh, sweet Jesus. And if somebody be walking by you in the next room, you can hear them. I le- and that's when you learn the difference between dynamic- Exactly. And condenser. Okay. And then I upgraded to- some like shitty ass mics I got off, off of Amazon. Some some lavaliers mm. that were like fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. They didn't last. Right. Then upgraded to some more expensive stuff. A lot of YouTube videos. Right. And then the final question was asked: What the fuck does Charlemagne use? What the fuck does Joe Rogan use? Right. And they use these. 
Uh-huh. You know, I got a second job at the right track because you know they definitely need someone to clean the poles <laughs> and um mop. Exactly. Like, come on, baby oil gets everywhere. Everywhere. And then. So you know you was you know you was hustling a little bit. Oh, trapping. A little here, a little there. Yeah. I mean, out here. And then. And then you got your double mic. Got my double mic. And then the rest is history, basically. The rest is history, you know. Yeah, this is the mic that I have at my crib, and so you know I really like this drum. What's your story behind your mic? Uh, <laughs> kind of like the same type time, you know, like I've been making music for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was young. I had really, one, you know, for a little bit, I didn't even have a mic. I just was using my laptop. <laughs> um, you know, but now, you know, I was like, you know, I was young. I was probably like, you know, 13, something like that. Love that quality. Yeah, I mean, the best, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know... I do, you know, I got some really. Sh- I had a Yeti for a, a little bit. I got like a shitty ass whatever mic, and then eventually, my brother is like 19 years older than me, uh-huh. and he's been making music forever. And so, you know, he stirred me in the right direction when I was like, damn near like 19, 18 or something. He was like, nigga, don't even trip. Like, just get you, you know, a shirt. And then, you know, the models kept coming out, developing, and then. The SM7B is really just the. Yeah, I try. I talked to some of my boys that do music, and I showed them every other mic, and they're like, "Could be a pussy." Yeah, no, this is. I mean, just invest, might as well. Yeah, we are. Wow. Okay, I love that little. So, what music are you working on? Oh, right to it. Ha ha. Right. Right to, to it. Right to it. I mean, I, we have to ask the question: What makes you capeless? And this is the question at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, I am working on some shit. Uh, (laughs) My music has changed in the last, like, two years, I think. I think I'm just kind of like, you know, everybody everybody goes through the little, like, developing as an artist type time. And I definitely, in the past two years, have, like, found my sound or whatever. Mm. And I'm not a rapper, but I'm definitely a pretend rapper. Love that for me. I'm going to stick by that title. And, uh, you know, I sing, too, so I've been, like, incorporating pretend rapping and singing together. Pretend rapping as in, like, talk rapping? As in, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your girl got bars, you know what I mean? Like, don't get it twisted. Like, pen is great. You know, the pen is awesome. Mm. But if we talking, like, hey, yo, Ray, like, spit something to me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 hey, hey, hey. You know, your girl can't freestyle. That's why I'm a pretend rapper. So, oh, yeah. Oh, I get it. You like, get it. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. don't do that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, So, but, but, but if you can't freestyle, um, then you're not a rapper. And so I think that I could never be out here being like, yo, I'm a rapper. Because they'd be like, all right, yo, spit something. But I've heard, I've heard some freestyles. Um. I was a big fan of uh, Nick Cannon's Wild Now back in the day. Ah. And Young Buck was on there one day. <laughs> Young Buck. And they were doing the freestyle battle at the end. Uh huh. And oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Herocious, atrocious, alimosis, halitosis. Yes. Wow. It was like he could not, like, wow. could not deliver a rap at all. Wow. But then again, there's, you know, Kevin Hart. I mean, hey, yeah. Who can do a little sound shopping. And then there's, can you know, he, Cat Williams. Can, can they rap, though? Um, I think, you know what? I'm pretty sure Cat No, I'm pretty sure Kevin Hart can rap. But I know for a fact that Cat Williams does. He was signed to Dipset Records at one point in time. Is that the fucking truth? 
Yes, and he dissed um, the Young Guns. Oh wow! Because like slap slap you fake ad pimps like Money Mike, and he was on Game's mixtape. He did a whole ass no diss track, hmm. but yeah, Cameron gave him a chain. <laughs> uh, what are you working on? What am I working on? What am I working on? Um, <laughs> developing a screenplay. Mm. I'm not the best screenplay writer. Like I'm a fake screenplay writer. You know, I'm a fake writer mm-hmm. in a sense of I can write a story. <clears throat> yeah, no problem doing that. Right. But when it comes transferring it to a actual screenplay, I have difficulties doing that. So me and my team are slowly in the process of putting that together. Hopefully it'll be done in the next couple of months. What do you think your block is? What do you mean? Like, is there like a disconnect or like a block for you when you like, like theory and execution? Like in theory, I have this story, but in execution, I can't execute. No, um, what is my block? Or is there, is there, not, not, not. What's the block? Rather, like, do you do you feel as though there is a? No, I have an easier time like writing a story than I have writing, you know, the back and forth of a scripted page. Right. Yeah. I, I used to do it when I was much younger, and I kind of lost the practice mm. and focused more on directing and writing the original story because. At the end of the day, the story is still going to come out my way. Mm. I can definitely have no... The writer can definitely do their job. I always let my writer shine. But at the end of the day, this will be you know, the overall picture. And hey, I don't mind you inserting a line here or there. And if I'm the, if I'm the source material, I right, will have yeah. the end material. I mean, that's what supports me. Yeah. That and then um, this podcast I have, yeah, I love this show. Thank you. Those are my two major things that that I'm focused on and trying to be an everyday trapper. <laughs> You're killing it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, the trap is hard. Yeah. You're hard in the streets. Thank you. Thank you. That's why I live that's why I live in Gardena where, you know, <laughs> like it's not as hard in the streets, like Yeah. Like when I fall, I get a boo boo. Right, exactly. And don't forget, somebody that put a band aid on it. Exactly. 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 Holla. One of my still my band aids. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, especially if they're like Star Wars or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Fire. Don't get me started on Star Wars. Um, we're not gonna go down that. Thank you. Yeah. So you've been here in California for two years. Maybe. You know, what is time? What is time? Yeah. Um, nothing but you know, increments of how we pay our bills. Bills too, yeah, that one. We'll get there. Okay. What part what part of LA do you stay in? I live in Inglewood. Inglewood. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me not. So how do you feel about the term I would? Uh I don't have a feeling. <laughs> I I do and I don't and I definitely do because I'm from here and I don't I don't like the abbreviation mm. of Iowa because I never call it Hollywood H word. I mean, who's the they though? Are we talking about the whites? Because we're talking about Caucasians. Yeah, you you know they fuck up everything. I mean, I, 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 I'm not from California. You know what mm. I'm saying? I I, I ha- so uh, I ain't got no opinion. 
as far as, you know, what it do in California. Mm. But as far as, like, abbreviating, like, places that are classically named places, like, get the fuck out of here, nigga. We can't do it. Where are you from originally? Um, I'm from the East Coast. <laughs> I was born in Rhode Island. Uh, I lived a lot of places. I know that you have people from Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Holla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad... My dad's whole my dad's whole side of the family is from Cleveland. Well, my mother's whole entire side is from Cincinnati. Yeah, because we are fucking connected. All things are connected. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sidebar. Have you watched that fucking show, Manifest? Oh, she's gonna kill me for this. No, I do not. Um, I mean, don't. It's but, trash. No, my girlfriend watches it, and she t- and she watches this shit like it's going ass style. Yeah, well, the kid always says, all things are connected. It's all connected. Anyway. Do you watch Manifest? Um, uh, I, 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 I definitely do. <laughs> and why do you watch Manifest? Uh, you know, it's one of those, um, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those shows that are trash, mm. that are just bad. And, like, you know when you're sitting down and you just want to smoke a blunt and, like, eat your turkey burger with french fries and not have to think about nothing and just be like, wow, this show's so stupid. I mean, that's the show that I do that to because I could fall asleep to it. I'm not missing nothing. I'll never run it back. You mean like I'll never run it back and be like, ah, I missed it. Nah, I'm going to just keep it pushing. I can, miss, I can go to sleep, mm-hmm. miss seven episodes. It don't matter. I'm going to just pick up because, you know what I mean? I'm never really paying attention to it that much. But if I be watching a show and I'm invested, then I can't like, you know, Live my life like 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 uh, La Casa del Papel. What? La Casa del Papel. What uh, is that? Money heist. Uh uh-huh. I hate that they call it money heist, but that show, mm. my nigga, I'm invested. And so you know that's a show that I will definitely be watching. Like, hella committed to it. I can't do it. Like I can't watch Mindless unless it's like one of my competition shows, like Cake Masters. Oh, or, you like that? Yeah, because you no. Know, when I pop in, I know the gist of the, of the show. Hey, today's cake is going to be a German chocolate cake. Right. Size of blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I can pop in now and watch that or, you know, my knife-making show. For my, like, scripted television, nah, I got to have some kind of structure to it. But overall, I'm, like, I'm more of a movie guy. Yeah. And, like, Netflix original programming or movies is what I'm going to watch. I'm not a movie person. I be liking them, them shows. Uh, do you go back to Cincinnati? I've never been. <gasps> I've never been to Cincinnati. Really? No. For real? Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. I know. Um, <laughs> we moved out. She moved out here. I think she was when she was about six or seven. Oh wow! So you just been out like in California the whole time? Then like didn't go back? Did, have not been back. Or never, never, no back, because you just never went. It never went. Wow, so you, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. I I would have liked to go back, you know, more often than not, but I, I, like, growing up, I went back, you know, probably, like, every two years or something. How is it back east? Cleveland is cool. I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm not from Cleveland. I'm not, like, if niggas is listening, you know, I'm not really repping Cleveland like that, so it's cool. Like, I mean, I love Cleveland. It's a beautiful place. I have nothing bad to say about it. I'm just not from there, so you mean. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, my family's from there. Growing up, like, the East Coast is interesting as far as, like, race and whatever. 
And so Cleveland felt like a little bit more like like safer, like more like home because I in Rhode Island and New York and like Massachusetts and like Connecticut, like those places like New England and th places like that. Mm -hmm. Like, the, you know, there's a lot of black people. There's a lot of brown people. There's a lot of white people. There's like a whole mix of mad people. But where my family stay at in Cleveland, like it was just like black people. It was just like, that's what it was. And so growing up, it was like, oh yeah, like, you know, this about to be the time where you know, the best cookout's about to be here. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, the best party's about to be in Cleveland. Uh, the best times to get together because the whole family finna be up, like, you know, in one house, in, in my cousin Wuchi's house. Yeah, so it just felt always like community to me. It just felt like a very, like, communal place. And I was a child, too, you know, so when you have when you're a child, you like, you know, rose-colored glasses type time. Everything is just beautiful, whatever. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit of research. Mm -hmm. No, the, no, the fact that we're both from Ohio. Mm-hmm. No Ohio so happened to be the state in which every goddamn election so happened to boil down to Ohio mm. with those 12 little um, votes. But also did a little research on what they call the white exodus mm -hmm. or the great whiteout. Mm -hmm. And what happened in Cleveland and a lot of like primary black cities to this day, they were white cities. Yeah. A lot of white people live there. And then black people can move in because they can afford it. And then they said, oh, no, 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 no. Let's just leave. Right. And left it, you know, in the hands of us. And for some odd reason, everyone I know knows someone from Ohio. Really? Like a close connection. Like, oh, yeah, yeah that's boyfriend. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, my sister. For me, oh, yeah, my mom. Right. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think... Ohio is a really interesting state. Like, if we pull up our GPS, real uh -huh. quick, if, you, if you look at the state. So, if you look at what Ohio is, it's very close, very, very close to what? Canada? Yeah, right? Cleveland is, like, right damn near smack on the river, right? Uh-huh. It uh, is. Yeah, right? Also, uh, Detroit is damn near smack on the river. Those are two very, very black, like predominantly black cities, right? Yes, they are. A huge reason for that is because when black people found out that we were free, quote unquote free, heavy on the quote unquote. Um, thought, heavy on the thought? Yeah, you know, a lot of people m were making their way north, right? Um, a lot of people stayed in the South, which is why, you know, you have a, a, a shit ton of black people in the South mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people, uh, you know, were able to secure jobs and, and like uh, portions of like land and were able to start getting married and having papers and having, you know, lives. But a lot of also, but also a lot of people were traveling north for years, like right, like for mad long before niggas found out that they was free, right? But then when niggas <laughs> found out that they was free. Free, free. Free, free. So they they was like, oh shit, I'm bouncing, right? They're like, nigga, I'm out. And so a lot of people was making their way to Canada. And like, you know, a lot of people couldn't get over the river. A lot of people couldn't make the travel. A lot of black people didn't. This is like a lot of things that was, you know, happening. A lot of people stayed in places. You know, traveling is very hard, especially like. Don't have to swim. You know, that too, you know what I mean? But also just like making making a huge trek, you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's a dumb long ass travel, you know what I mean? So a lot of people stayed in places. And so, you know, you get a lot of black people that were coming up. Also, you know, propaganda is a thing. And like, niggas was like, you know, reaching out to other black people. Like, hey, yo, you should come to Cleveland. Hey, yo, you should come to Detroit. Hey, yo, you should come to 
um, Chicago. Ayo, you should come to Philadelphia. Ayo, you should come to Compton, right? You should come to all these cities. You should come to Harlem. You should come to these cities that are predominantly white at the time because, you know, <clears throat> capitalism was trying to thrive, right? And niggas was like, yo, we want your, we want, we want your money. We want your bread. Come up in this, you know, come up in this space. We'll make it more accessible to you. We'll give you, you know, low-key incentives that are not actually incentives, but we'll make them look like they're incentives. You mean, like, a lot of times, too, when black people got certain jobs, they made it so you had to live within the parameter or whatever close to your job or the building owned by the uh, exactly the but if you live if you work for like a good ass job right like if you were engineer if you were scientist if you were doctor if you this that and the third because niggas forget that black people been having them positions forever right if you had that position and you had to live close to your job where you finna live not that far from the office and who lives there we all do White people, right? Like uh, white people, especially if you if you have a doctor job, if you an engineer job, if you whatever, whatever, you who's living next to a fucking nice ass hospital and whatever, you know, from nineteen hundreds to nineteen to nineteen thirty was like really like the great or uh, whatever like white flight that really like set the tone for like uh, white people establishing that like yo we're gonna make moves outside of where we're living now, right? We're gonna go to we're gonna create suburbs, we're gonna create these like. Whatever lands that are for us now and not yeah. like whatever. And like sometimes like within ten miles. Yeah. Where they were. And it's a big disconnect from driving from like Watts to driving to Torrance. Yeah. I mean it's wild, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting place. Like like uh that show you you heard you heard that about that uh about that show on Amazon them or they Yes, them. I have. I've heard about it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean I'm not a fan of somebody, and so I I just was like whatever. But I I don't I watch like maybe like two three episodes of it. I don't really understand like why we keep getting this like narrative around like black like uh, misery, like black torture rather, right? And like the endurance of such. I don't really understand. Like it's sad to be black. Not even that. It's just like I'm tired of like I'm tired of watching shows and TV and like movies and shit. That's just like this one narrative that like oh yo, uh you know black people historically like all we did was just get beat and tortured and blah blah and white people were trash and like yo we know that we know that. So you're talking about like you're sick of watching like the struggle. Yeah, like I'm like what else like. Oh yeah, like also while also while we had Jim Crow and before that, also while niggas was being lynched and also while we were whatever, we were also making things. We were also being innovative. Yeah. We were also being beautiful. We were laughing. We were dancing. We were making food. We were like loving each other. We were having sex because we wanted to, right? Like mm-hmm. we were not just like being abused and raped and tortured every fucking day ever. I mean, maybe we were, but also we created like spaces within that 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 were freedom that were liberation that were that kept us like surviving another day right well programs like um local country and um them mm. i've had like white co-workers walk up to me and say like, oh my god i watched that and i it was it was so disturbing i just couldn't couldn't endure well nigga shut the fuck up right like, like what the fuck is you talking about what is you talking about michael adam yeah. if you don't go sit down Stop talking. Oh, it hurts your feelings. It like, hurts your feelings. Like, Boy. I, I understand when I when I can watch a movie and like I watched a movie the other day and it had a rape scene in it. Mm-hmm. And it, it 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 disturbed me because it was a rape scene. Mm-hmm. But 
when you have someone walk up to me and say like, oh, the black, um, watching the black experience and watching white people, you know, carry out what they've been carrying out since day one before, you know, even this show existed, this is no common knowledge that has been taught to in her mm. in her history books or shit you just know off fucking back right. that this television program was too disturbing for you. Like, well, shit. Mm. That's a dramatized version of the black experience. Mm -hmm. This is fun and games compared to what you know, my ancestors and what we deal with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I brought up that show, Them, or whatever it's called, because they were to like run it back to... Um, the, like the white exodus or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm. Um, you know, that show was based off of Compton, right? It was based off of when, uh, you know, a black family, I don't know, I think he was a scientist or an engineer or something like that, some mathematician. I don't know. He had some, you know, whatever, good, like good ass job. Uh. And his job was like, yo, we about to give you some stipend join or whatever. You have to move into some community, whatever, whatever. And it was Compton. And, they were the, the second black family to like live there. And mm -hmm. there was another black family who lived there before, but they don't live there no more. I wonder why. Okay, right? And so everybody in in Compton is white and like real like white, right? Mm -hmm. This family moves in. And I think the show is literally over the course of like I don't, like 10 days or like eight days or some shit like that. Like that's it, right? I didn't finish the whole show because I was over it after like the fourth episode. I was absolutely not. But basically, they move in and fucking white bitch shorty from across the street who like is like the ringleader of all the fucking white bitches in the community. Mm -hmm. She's like, all right, listen, we about to post up outside outside their house and we're all about to sit there with desk and drink tea and blast loud ass music and just stare at them through their window. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know what I mean? Like that drives somebody crazy because you being watched all day, every day through your windows when people are just sitting on your lawn. You feel like you, and you know you black, so you right. can't go outside and yell at them because that's out, right? You can't really, go, you can't really go outside really because they're staring at you and you can't really stay in your side because they're staring at you. Now right. you just feel like trapped, right? This mom, she got two kids. She had this traumatic thing that happened to her before. They terrorizing the fuck out this family, bro. Like every day, they put in like little black dolls, like being lynched on their porch. They like start like breaking into their house. It's just crazy. Like, and then finally, the mom, the black, the mom, the black mom, she like starts running after some white bull who, like, some young bull who like tries to piss on her fucking laundry outside. And she's like, what the fuck? And then. Everybody sees her. The cops come. They're like, yo, we understand, blah, blah. You should talk to some black woman who, who like, used to live in this neighborhood. She goes to the black woman. The black woman, is she lost her mind. She snapped. She, like, killed her kids. She, like, killed oh. her husband. Yeah, she snapped, bro. She, like, lost her shit. And, like, I stopped watching it after that because I'm like, I don't really understand, like, what the fuck the narrative is here. Like, what is whatever? But, like... I don't know. And then there was also like just a lot of like traumatic thing that was happening that I just didn't want to like be a part of. I didn't want to watch anymore. Like this bull, like the fucking dad got his hand cut off by some white guy. I was like, I'm over it, right? Like I'm over this shit. Um, but like it did make me think, like, yo, the 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 desire, right? Because race and class and gender are all intersecting at the same time, right? Right. And so at the time, like the the, the desire to, well. The desire that is pushed upon you to desire to like, you know, better your family and get a really good job and provide for your family and move your family upwards and like move your family into a white neighborhood so that way they can go to the better school, they can have a better job, they have better opportunities, have more access, da 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 da, da right? Mm -hmm. We all get taught that same thing. 
well, I got taught that as a child. Like you mean, like if you if you work hard enough, you'll get better to whatever, right? Work hard, you get ahead. Exactly. But it made me think, like, damn, a lot of these neighborhoods, like Harlem was a white ass fucking neighborhood, right? And then black people moved in and white people was like, Oh no. And it wasn't even like that. White people was like, fuck this. We don't want you to fucking be here. And then finally, a bunch of black people were like, fuck this. We're staying. And then white people were like, All right, I'm out, right? <laughs> then fine, I'm leaving, right? Compton was the same thing. They were like, fuck this. We don't want you to be here. And then black people were like, fuck this. I'm staying. They were like, ah, whatever. Fuck, we'll move to the suburbs, right? We're out. Uh, but like the desire to, at the time, it must have been so wild, right? To desire to want to be in a place where you know, one, you're the only black people around. Two, your safety is like... Just not there. That's adventurous. You know what I mean? And three, yeah. And three, like, all for what? All to better your family. Yeah. And 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 now and like now now right now we look at Compton and it's like super black and like blah blah. But like that started because like only a couple families, only a couple black families at a time de- desired to like be in these like whatever, whatever the situation was, and I'm not really sure what the desire was, but desire to be in a place that was not where they were originally living and moving to Compton. Mm-hmm. And now we have whole lots, well, now we have Harlem, now we have Compton, now we have, you know, Inglewood, now we have all these places, and it's dope, and it's great, and we should have them, right? Yes, awesome, duh, we should have everything, what the fuck? But I'm just, it's, just, it's just interesting to me, like, thinking about, like, at the time, like, your mindset, it must have been so scary. Yeah, to be the, yeah, you know what, you're moving to, like, the abyss, you're moving to the jungle. Exactly, right? And then you get here and you're <clears throat> not only are you moving into the jungle, you're unwelcomed. Right. Like, they don't want you here. Right. Like I had to sit down with my mom and ask the story of when they moved out here because they moved to, I think, the east side of L.A. back in the 1960s. And I know that side of town was probably pretty black by then. Mm-hmm. So then they migrate, not that far, over to Gardena. And at the time, Gardena was very Japanese. Mm. In fact, the closer you get towards Torrance, the more Japanese it gets. Mm. And then once you get into Torrance, you know, that's the primary, you know, white side of town. And I know people that live in Compton, Watts, Inglewood. No, not even Inglewood, sorry, not Inglewood. But like on the east side, they have never been to Torrance mm. because between white people and too many cops. I've been pulled over about six or seven times in Torrance. Really? Being tickets in Torrance. Really? Got into a car accident in Torrance. Don't fuck with Torrance. Torrance is, I don't really know any, like, Torrance is really white? Yeah. Interesting. What, so I really feel, I feel like, honestly, like, I feel like this conversation is really just like, like <laughs> we're really just talking about, well, I don't know. I feel as though we're really just talking about, like, segregation versus integration or, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, and when we like, you know, th- like when, when people were like integration, integration, we need it. We need to be in the same schools as white people. We need the uh, same jobs as white people. We need to blah, blah, blah. We need to integrate. Right. There were just as many people that were like, fuck that. Like we need to stay fucking segregated. Yeah. We have way more money. We have way more like whatever the fuck, like we're doing our, like not really, but like, you know, there were like pockets of communities of people that were like, yeah, no, like we're thriving, like just like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it caught like one of those pockets, pocket communities was Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. They were doing, they were thriving until the Klan and the army pulled up and took it off the map. Yeah, I mean, of course, right? Because like, um, 
Because white people are fucking violent as shit and they're jealous as fuck and they have no... Go on. I forgot I was on a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, you know, like white people don't have emotional intelligence. They 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 were never I don't know. I don't I don't know. Like I don't really feel as though like, you know, how could you be how could you be a rooted person? How can you be of 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 rootedness, of of earthliness, of like whatever, of a being that belongs to, you know, souls past you and before you and after you and all these other things? How can you be of that? And be so envious and be so jealous because people that you enslaved, people that you didn't even consider to be human beings for so long, now you gave them like a very small amount of land because like Tulsa's not fucking big. You gave them a small amount of land and because proximity and because, you know, yeah, because racial proximity, because of segregation, because of like um, black people's willingness to be in community, to thrive with, uh, upon each other, um, because of all of those things, they're thriving, right? Uh, economically, they're thriving. Right. Health-wise, they're thriving. You know, socially, they're thriving. Happiness, they're thriving, right? You live, like if you look at a picture of Tulsa, white people lived very, very close to them, right? Right outside of that, right? Right outside of the area was like their whole little place. And like y'all niggas was mad because like y'all was living like fucking peasants, right? And then you have fucking black people who are living like fucking... Who's, who say, you know what? Um, every time I trade with you guys, some shit goes wrong. So when we start, you know, trading with my people, and my people are going to trade with my people. Exactly. And let's just, like, be right. isolated. Right. Proximity, right? And it's, like, also, like, we're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck else am I about to make a sale with? <laughs> Nigga, you think I'm about to drive? First of all, I ain't got no goddamn car, right? <laughs> and, uh, if I did have a car, I'm not spending it to go leave my goddamn town where who knows I might die, right? Just to make a fucking transaction or some type of trade or whatever else with somebody else is about to, like, you know... Uh, do me dirty and not pay me my right amount. Oh, cause we still don't forget we still might be operating under, under um moonlight hours. Exactly, child. Please, you damn well know. I, I, if I got some mother, and as simple as like nigga, if I got some motherfucking bread and shorty down the street like, hey yo, I want some bread. I'm about to give you like you know whatever whatever couple whatever monies for it. I'm about to sell you that bread. What you think? I'm about to drive like mad for it to sell somebody else some bread. No, that's you know what I mean. So it's like right. yeah, like obviously. You know, niggas was driving, but it's so crazy to me that like, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I think I think sometimes I I I have this conversation with my friends a lot about like you know integration versus segregation, and of course, of course, like there are mad fucking pros to segregation. Of course, there are mad fucking pros to integration. Of course, there are mad cons to both as well. I uh. Can you tell me some of those pros and cons? I mean, we were just talking about that, no? Like, oh, those were, huh? I guess that was it. I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> right? Like, come, I mean, like, yeah, like you know, when, I mean, for me, uh, I don't know, like, everybody had their problems, right? Like, if you have a whole like fucking state and everybody's black, you still about to have mad fucking issues. That don't change nothing, right? Yeah, like, of course. That's society. Yeah, it don't change because, hello, we all supposed to have fucking capitalism. We still have people obsessed with fucking gender and stupid bullshit and like blah, blah. So everybody's about to be still fighting and stupid, but like, you know what I mean? Niggas about to be wild. And that's true. Also, though, like, I do think that 
like in a perfect in like a perfect world in a and not in a, not in a realistic like an ideal perfect like you know fantasy world i feel like black people just having a like a, a world where it's just black people and like not even mixed people like i couldn't come you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i couldn't come to the fantasy world and i'm cool with that you know what i mean like but like just black people i feel like it would it would be so much better it would be like the un, like the understanding would be better like uh I think we would have to go through some chaos because we have trauma and all the other shit, you know what I mean? But in the perfect ideal world, we wouldn't have it. <laughs> so whatever. And I think it would be thriving and beautiful and uh, and amazing. But, you know, I mean, sure, like, you know, we can hang out with other niggas too, you know, whatever. Where, where, where is this ideal um, utopia for black people? Am I th- can I go there? I mean, yeah, I feel like, right? Yeah, I can go. Yeah. Woo, woo. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I also feel like, People are gonna be like, ah, a lot of people have a problem when I say that. Like, what the fuck, blah, blah. And it's like, my nigga, like, I'm fucking half white and half black, and I still think that. Like, I'm like a fucking product of goddamn, like, integration couple or like interracial bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck that noise. So, (laughs) why can't you go? Like, why why won't you be permitted to like know the, the cookout? Because well, I mean, you know, I mean, like, you know, the cookout. I'm still finna go. Thank you, Holla. But like the ideal perfect world. Thanks. I don't know. I but this is also just like not like you know, it's just a fantasy thing. But I mean, I, I don't know. In my opinion, I'm just like yeah, like like mixedness or whatever the fuck language you want to put to it. Like that's fine. Mm. Do your own thing. But like that's separate. Like like. Like I'm black, sure, right? But like I'm not black. You understand? Like right. I'm. You're I'm, so black, like in the most positive way. No, not even like that. Like I'm black because my dad's black, sure, right? But but also my mom is white, and right. so like I am not. I am not a person that has a black mother and a black father. Um, my life is is different, right? And so like I think for a lot of I think for a lot of like in interracial or mixed people, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I think that's really difficult for them to concept for them to be like because they're because i think people are always trying to like prove themselves because mm-hmm. the classic like stupid like tragic mulatto bullshit right like oh my god like i'm not black enough or i'm not white enough or blah blah right like people are always trying to prove themselves mm-hmm. and so i think because of that it's really difficult for like mixed people to be like yeah like i'm black sure but also like i'm not like i'm not like a black person i'm a mixed person and that is a, and that is different right like my access to things is different my my privilege to things is different. My safety to things is different. And so, like, you have to understand that. You have to be able to check that. You have to be able to know when it's your place to shut the fuck up, you know? You have to know when it's your place to be like, yeah, yo, you don't have space in this conversation right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, bro, boo, 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 hey, 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 yo, you got to sit the fuck down. Uh, yeah, you can, you, we can talk about this later, but not here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, tell me not, like, I, like, you've been in spaces where there are black people yeah. and then there are mixed people. And their mixed person always is like, yeah, but let me up, up, up. And it's like, bitch, sit, shut the fuck up. We, we not, girl. It's usually, I like, I've, I've seen people have to like, prove how black they are. Exactly. And like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, you know, there's no dog in this fight. Exactly. And so I think because of that, in the ideal world, it's like, yo, yeah, you just can't come. Mm-hmm. You mean like, we just can't. And that's fine. Just like accept it, cool. Let them like just like let the world let the let let the ideal world do the, what it needs to do. And the bad thing is like like no one said you can't go to heaven. We we just say you can't go to the the cookout. Yeah, you know you know it's cool. You you still you know you still got it. You know yeah, you yeah. Still, you're good. But just yeah. Y'all go to the after party. Is that you? Over here at the cookout. 
It better than him. And then after we come after we come to after the party and tell you about the cookout. What do you break? It better, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate the sentiments. Yeah. I appreciate the sentiment. So like since you do have the two backgrounds, like so like how do you identify or what do you identify with? I don't like this question. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. What do you mean? I don't like because I like I would thought that like Raven's black, right? Like just because you are half white and half black, oh, I thought you no, know, you're black. Okay, well, it depends on the conversation, right? Like if we're like in passing conversations, and someone's like, oh, like when someone asks that stupid ass fucking question, like, oh, what are you, blah blah, I'd be like, oh, yo, like, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't answer those questions anymore. I, I have a harder time. I I seen that your features. Or pri- um, primarily um, black. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I, if we're having a conversation, you're like, "Oh, I'm half white." Oh, oh, I didn't see that. Well, I don't. But uh, yeah, this is not. <laughs> this is not the direction I wanted this to go. In. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I wasn't really trying to bro- like draw attention to like mixed people, or whatever. I, uh, for me, I just feel like. Uh, if we're in passing conversation and someone's like, oh, whatever, I'm like, yo, I'm black, right? Like, duh, that's just like easy, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But if we're in these type of conversations and we're talking about like, like my dad is black, right? Mm-hmm. Or was black rather. And so like his, his, his experience in life, his walk in life, mm-hmm. especially in like, in put up against like the white campus of like America society, right? Like his, him being a black man with two black father, I mean two black parents, right? Um, he had a very different life and experience than me, like um, someone who had a black parent and a white parent, right? Mm-hmm. Like my proximity to whiteness it was closer than my than my father's proximity to whiteness. Same thing with my brother. Like my brother has a, has a white mom as well, and you know, like I think p- p- regardless, if you are half white, right, your proximity to whiteness is is that is that closer than people who are not mixed with white, even if you're mixed with, even if you're fucking black and Asian, right? Mm. Uh, but if that person is black and white, the person who's black and white, your proximity to whiteness is just closer than the person who's black and Asian, right? Right. Period. And so because of that, like if we're having these type of conversations, I'm of course going to say, yeah, like, yo, I'm black and I'm white. So therefore, right, like my, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take up space in conversation where there are black people who have, you know their their proximity to whiteness is not as close as mine, and talking about that experience, I'm not going to right. chime in. I'm not going to take up space in that conversation. I'm not going. I know. I, you know what I mean. Like I know that's not my that's not my space. Like, like, like nigga, we're going through an issue that we can only go through because of exactly us only being black. Exactly, and so it's like you know I I have been in spaces where people who are black and white or whatever and they don't understand that they don't understand that like yo it's not your space to speak right now it's not your t- it's like and it, that's okay right mm-hmm. that, that's, that's not a challenge to your blackness it doesn't make you less black you don't have to prove anything like yo you just need to shut the fuck up no like dead ass yeah dead ass there been times like- in which i walked in on conversations and like me being a man mm-hmm. walking in conversation with two of my female co-workers there's nothing for me to say. Right. There, I can like, hey Benji, like, hey you can be here, but 
But you ain't got shit to say. You got shit you to say. You ain't got no motherfucking space to be talking right now. I'm like, all right, cool. Hey, right. yo, hey, thanks for inviting me. Right. Hey, thanks for letting me be thank here. Thank you for thank you for the invite to the cookout, right? But yeah. I know I'm gonna just take my place, sit down, and ain't say shit. Yep. Period. Period, 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 pool. And, and that's what you have to do. And sometimes, like, that's fine. That's fine. Because, the, the like, I, I I don't know. Like, yeah, it's that, that's fine to do. You understand? Anyway, let's move on from this fucking yeah. conversation. Um, there is a conversation I've been wanting to have with you. Because the last time we were together, you came me kind of fucking foul about this. Ooh. Like, like, hella fucking foul. We're about to do this on the podcast, too. On the motherfucking on podcast. The mother- Podcast, what you about to throw at me? Barbecue. Oh, <laughs> barbecue. What you know about it? I know very little, but you got what all happened? my fucking face. Like, let me tell you about barbecue. I did. I do that. Did you like from my eyes? Like from my perspective, it was a, a attack upon Benji on my my lack of. When I said I don't like barbecue, you're like. What the fuck do you mean you don't like barbecue? I'm like, I sound like barbecue. You're like, oh, I heard you say it, but I need to ask you, what the fuck do you mean by you don't like barbecue? Okay, first of all, was we watching a show about barbecue? No, I think we were talking about... Um, <gasps> we were at... Ogechi's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do remember this conversation. Yes. I mean, okay, so it's not even like that. It's not even like, you know... Defend yourself. I don't need to defend nothing. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? No, it's not even like that. It's... it's it's. You can like what you like. You uh, mean? You don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. Tell me about the preparation in which that... If I am to truly enjoy barbecue... So you tell me this whole thing about pig. I... Just saying, okay, like, yeah, for me, right? Like, I don't even eat pig no more. I don't eat no pig. I don't eat no cow. I, yeah, like, I don't, I don't be fucking with the pork no more. That's not my uh, jam. That's not, that's not on my plate. But if I do go to like my cousins in Alabama, you mean if I go to, if I go to a banging ass motherfucking cookout in like, South Carolina or Louisiana or something like that, you know, because um, I have a lot of cousins everywhere. And growing up, it was like, I think I was just, I wasn't coming for you. I think what it was is I was just shocked. I was just like, oh my God, like you don't like barbecue because even if you don't like, because barbecue, not no barbecue sauce. You know what I mean? It's not it's no the barbecue sauce that I really have a, my beef with. Yeah, because that's not a barbecue. That's that's fucking barbecue sauce, and that don't have nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> that and the grill, like, I don't like the grill. At the end of the day, charbroil ain't my jam. Mm. So cook it any other way. I actually, I bet. Yeah, I said I, I, I can't help you. See, I can't help you. <laughs> I can't help you with that because, like. I, because okay, well, because because barbecuing is so beautiful. It's such an experience. And also, it depends. Like because I think now now barbecue maybe be changing because you know times is different, technology is different, things. People, our attention spans is very different. You know, everything is so fast now. We got the a, a, uh, the air fryer and everything. Air fryer. Yeah, exactly. The adult ADDD. Exactly. Everybody is you know moving real fast, 
But I think that's why barbecuing is so beautiful for me. That's why I love it. Even if I, even if something is burnt, I'll still fuck it up. I'll still be like, oh yeah, this is beautiful, just because I understand the preparation, I understand what ha- what has happened into this meal, you know, and and how many hands has worked it. Because especially if you get like a like that show, you ever seen that show, um, High on the Hog, that new Netflix show? I have not, so I guess it's gonna be on my watching list. It's a very beautiful show. They have an episode about High on the Hog. Yeah, they have an episode about the hog and it's like you know the Gullah people you know um have been doing it for a very long time uh and it's a traditional thing and like even my family up in cleveland like we we do it we do it in in like our own type of way too right and it's very similar but like a lot of the times it's like you know you get a big ass pig or a hog whatever you want to call it and and it's very gendered. Growing up for me, it was very gendered, but it was like, you know, the men always had like younger boys, whatever. And they would like, uh, if they didn't get the meat from like the butcher and they got like a live ass things, like sometimes, you know, whatever, especially if it was down south, niggas would just kill it. If it was like that, they would have to, you know, gut it out and kill it. And they would take all the boys and get, go through all the steps of that and clean it out and do all this thing. And then, like, you know, the women and the girls, like, I was taught very young to, like, you know, what spice rub and, like, how to, you know, take care of the meat and, like, do it right, whatever. And and you don't need a lot. And so, yeah, I don't know. It was really cool. Like, and it takes a long time. It's a, it's a lot of preparation. You have, and a lot of, like, watching the meat. Like, you have to put it over these like coals mm-hmm. like and growing up like we had like a metal like crate drawn like wh- where you like could flip it up and up like you know over and over the coals and flip it on the other side and yeah you just like put that shit like overnight like all day like all day all night somebody watching somebody watch the coals somebody make sure it was cool and then the whole family like after you put it on the table and the whole family would come and get the get the meat and everybody had their own sides out and everything like that. But the meat was always, you know, the star of the show. And how in my family, how it worked was everything was hierarchical. So, you know, the elders ate first, then the then the older people, you know, the OGs, then the older cousins, then the kids. And the kids had their own little table, whatever. But it was just very beautiful. It was like a time for all of us to come together. And we didn't do it very often. Like, I remember when we was younger, we might have do it, did it like... After church, too, we might have did it, like, the first Sunday of the month. But uh-huh. Then it changed. It changed, like, every, you know, maybe, like, once a year or some shit like that. But it was always the time where we all came together and everything. So that's that's why I was like, what? You don't like barbecue? How you don't like no barbecue? I know. I, I have been there for the... It's been less... Like, on my side of barbecuing, it was way less preparation, way less love put into it. Mm. It was definitely my dad, one of them dudes who knows everyone in town. So his boy would hook him up with a few slabs of ribs. Mm-hmm. He would make his own sauce, right. add the stuff that I know he hot potched uh-huh. from um, Food for Less. Right. And then, like, prepare it. And then him and his best friend did it. So that's all I knew about barbecue was right. like, so yeah, I, I saw you prepare, but it wasn't this whole like this whole experience. Yeah, and barbecue wasn't always like that. You know, that was just like one you know bait like banging ass fucking meal. But also barbecuing, like 
just like cookout time was, you know, really important, especially too, because I went to a Baptist church. So after Baptist church, we always had big ass food. And in the summertime, it was always, you know, somebody on the grill, somebody cooking. And I don't know. I just like, I like grilled food. I think, I think more so I like the, the community time around like the grill, you know? I know there's, like, I knew, like, my dad and one of his friends legit had a full out. Like, there's more to the story, mm-hmm. but near the end. They had a whole end, ass fight. They had a whole ass fight. Over, over the grill. Over grilling. Yep. Over ribs yep. and, like, this motherfucker. Don't forget, I used yep. to be a motherfucker. He used to get his grills from. Yep. I'm the motherfucker who taught him everything yep. he knows. Yeah. No, that shit hella serious. On God. My, my uncles, uh, my dad and my uncle got in a whole ass fight. I never seen them fight. The only, the only times I ever seen the fight was two fights, mm-hmm. and one fight was over the barbecue because my dad don't. My dad did not know how to barbecue, and I don't know why he tried to say till he was motherfucking blue in the face that he knew how to barbecue, but that nigga did not know how to barbecue. I'd be like, pops, you do not know how to barbecue. You about to burn everybody's food. You don't know shit about barbecue. My uncle could barbecue, right? Uh-huh. My uncle got it on the grill. He do got it on the grill all day. But my dad had a big ass ego, big pride, big ego, and wouldn't let bull just fucking barbecue. He done burnt everyone's chicken. Okay. I swear to God, listen. Like, so like Uncle he, Gus. Yeah, he done burnt everyone's chicken. My uncle done came up like, "Hey, yo, bro, come on, we we you know we ain't got that much wings left." Unk, unk, unk speaking to him, you know, real reasonable. Dad in his big ass bag. Dad don't want to listen. So now they brawling on each other. It's like, bro, you gotta calm down. Just over some motherfucking grilling. Was Crazy. It be like that. Yeah, it's like, cool. You got brother, you already got brother rivalry going on. Right. You got the tradition, like, because your family actually know what they talk about when they're coming out of barbecuing. And your dad, like, hey, man, like, I, 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 I can try too. Yeah, no, he can't, though. It's like, boo, listen, you have been old my whole life. When I was born, he was 45 years old. Nigga, you have been old my whole life. If you did not know how to grill by 45, you wasn't finna learn now. So please stop. You know, he picked up a paintbrush, but you didn't pick up no goddamn tongs for grilling. So please stop it. Hey, you know, know the phrase, um, an old dog, new tricks, you know? No, You can no. definitely teach an old dog new tricks. You and could. And your dad is that old dog in that story trying to be taught a new trick. You, he tried. He's hating on him. I mean, he done burnt my chicken, so, child. Can you barbecue? Yeah, I can. I have a grill in my backyard. You saw it? You do. You know I what? I do. Um, my well, chart is doing fantastic, by the way. Thanks for asking about my vegetables. Your what? Your, your, your vegetables doing... How are your vegetables doing? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Hello, people. I, I'm a farmer. She's a farmer. But more importantly, all right, you know what? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and all yeah. this story on a jazz. Um, I'm going to get myself some meat. And tell me what to buy, and I would love to try some Raven's barbecue. Oh, wow. We're doing it like that? Doing it like that. Oh, yeah. No, it's out, bro. We got it because the red char grow is, is out. The red potatoes are ready to be harvested. Okay. Oh, shit. Romaine lettuce done came out. Cilantro is good to go. We pop in the onions already in the fridge. Already took the onions out. Harvested them with gochi. So yeah, well, uh, you know, I just said I don't eat cat or pig, but I could, I could cook it for you. Yeah, okay, and I'll make myself my little chicken. Mm-hmm. Maybe some fish for myself. I like fish. fish. I like chicken. I like chicken and fish. Okay, we got I, it. I'm gonna eat everyone's food in this story. Ah, listen, don't be talking about something that you ain't finna pull up on. Oh, I am. Uh huh. I'm definitely. Let me tell you about. Let me tell. I'm gonna talk to your people. Hey, people, how you doing? Benji loves to talk about pulling up on people. Benji loves to talk about. Oh, girl, we gonna hang out. 
Oh, girl, we about to, we about to chill. Oh, girl, I miss you. When we hanging out? And then he hits you up in June. Talk about, I'm going to see you September 5th. Uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, so we're going to see. We're going to see when you're going to pull up for the hey, At least I mean, like, yo, I would, I'm free when I'm free. That's good for you, though. And when I make time for people, I make fucking time. I'm sorry that this job is sucking everything out of me. It's okay. We all know you busy. You mean? Busy people. Hey, that's a good life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But Raven, where can we find you on this good old-fashioned um, internet? On the social medias? Yeah. Nowhere, never. <laughs> Raven is nowhere, never. No place. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, you can find me. You can find me in your mom's closet. Um, <laughs> you can find me on on Instagram mm -hmm. at r e w period a d o like ruadu 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 ruadu. I um that's really it. Don't find me anywhere else because I won't tell you. Don't find her in the bushes or 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 nor in your mama's closet. Yeah, I might be there though. You know. Depends. Well, you can find me, Benji, on the gram. A Benji man, B E N B E N J Y Y Y M E N, and then you can find me the the podcast mm -hmm. at Teen Capeless. What makes you a capeless hero now that we're leaving out? Just one more time for the people. Wait, me capeless? Well, I don't like to brag about the things I do. Come on, baby. Tell it, tell the people. I'm the kind of person, like, you know, I show up, yeah, you know, I help, hey. I save the day. Ah. And then I go back to my cave and smoke one. Yeah, just know? saving one hoe at a time. Not just hoes, but I'm saving them all. Who? I'm saving anybody. I'm saving everybody. Okay. See? Come through with a cape. I'm just saying, you know. You ain't got to be, you know, the most flashiest person in the universe to, you know, save the day. Right. You know, and I learned caves get you caught up and they slip you up. And sometimes you get, you know, sucked into the game or a whirlwind or possibly, you know, a jet engine. <laughs> and I'm trying to avoid all that shit. So I rock no cape. Yeah. Yeah, actually, me too, because I don't want people to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, want, I want it to be, like, real inconspicuous. I got t I'll tell you about the cables that tapes I do in the podcast, and that's my way of letting the world know that, you know, we be out here. Right. We be out here. We making the moves at the house. You can get all the limelight. I just take, you know, the money. Yeah, I do want to let everyone know, though, holla at your girl if you want to learn how to farm, you know what I'm saying? If you want to learn about some soil education, if you want to learn how to plant some seeds, if you black, you mean, you want to learn some something about tools, something about woodworking. If you're like, yo, yo, I don't know what the fuck this tool called and how I use it, I can teach you, you know what I'm saying? Raven can teach you. Yeah, I built my whole fence, you know what I'm saying? She has a lovely fence. Yeah, it's beautiful. 50 feet. Did that. Holla. Woo! Woo! He'll edit in an applause. Sound. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Yeah, okay. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. That's me. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, talking with me. Thank you so much for, for being on my show. It's been really... <laughs> you know, it's been a blessing coming on to Cable's Heroes with Raven. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on my show. You know, so next week... Um, We'll have a, a new guest. We will? We will? Yeah, we will. Um, it'll be me featuring a new guest. Uh, we're not going to tell you yet. Surprise. 
All right, well, let's make it happen. <laughs> All right. So, Raven, once again, thank you. You're the fucking best. I love you. Love you too. I want to play my outro music. Now. Please. Pleasant days and long nights.